Well, what's up, Ding Dongs? This is Corey Kraft here with the Side Dogs Podcast. Right out of the gate. A special shout out to all the kittens and Corey heads out there. Uh, Rachel, I want to start yeah. uh, some some breaking news. Um, I think Jennifer Lopez is gearing up to, to get that Oscar because she's just signed on to star in a feature adaptation of the Broadway musical Kiss of the Spider Woman, oh, so which I guess is a musical like adaptation Jayla. of the, the 80s film with William Hurt. Uh, she's going to be in in this film That's adaptation cool. lead role, thirsting for those awards. That awards attention, good for her. She's she, she's good. She's look when the content is there for her, she's pretty good at her job. I mean, we've talked about it. I like, like she's her. excellent. She she's great in Hustlers. Like she's her. fantastic in Out of Sight, which is probably my favorite yeah, J Lo performance. She's great in Hustlers. We've talked and about Selena a lot. Real good she's in good that. In, yeah, I think she's good. I think it's all about the content, and this content sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I, if it wasn't for her her boyfriend, I would. I think she's great. Her husband. Oh, did they get married? They got married, and he is also great. I'll have you uh, know. I will not brook any slander from my boy Boston Ben on I this podcast. I feel a five-minute fight coming on. I'm sure we've already argued about Ben Have Affleck. we? Um, Sam, can you check that for us, please? Listen. I mean, not right this second. You, you know, you've got some time. You've got some runway because we're not fighting today. But I will absolutely fight you on what a terrible beast that man is. He's so good. He's so good. He, you know, struggles with depression and drinks too much Dunkin' Donuts. And it's just sometimes good to see yourself in a mega celebrity like okay, that. Okay, well, what an asshole that guy is. He's anyway, let's... um. Let's not talk about Ben Affleck. Let's actually talk about movies. His, his brother's really good too. Oh man, he's yeah. really good at at sexual being harassment. A good yeah. actor. Let's talk about movies, not these starring the Affleck. Chumps. What's this shit? Oh man, I got a classic for you today. Okay, okay. listen, hey, what the fuck is going on with this movie? I don't know. I it was one of those. You know, sometimes what will happen is I will go seek out because I'm no longer at the Cardio Cinema. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. many years ago now, pre-COVID days. I will go seek out a film, and oftentimes I'm not getting a scene. I'm not getting what I need, and I'll move on to something else. I for some reason it's like I got Stockholm syndrome with this. <laughs> I was just so compelled that I'm going to find a scene to bring to Corey. I'm going to find one, but I got to tell you. Every scene I landed on, and so I have I have nothing but this film for you. I have okay. not gone anywhere else. I had the Stockholm Syndrome. I st- stuck with it. And every scene is just a lot of yelling, yelling and screaming at each other. A lot of fucking chaos. And it was so intolerable even to watch just a handful of scenes. I was like, who would put themselves to the misery of what's probably an hour and 50 minutes I know at what least? this is. What? It's the Side Talks podcast. <laughs> it's Uncut Gems. Um <laughs> No, it's not. Well, yeah, it it is the Side Talks podcast, but this is the uh, the film version of it. Okay. So, the first scene I watch, which is just I'm bringing you kind of nothing. It's it's what I can tell you is it's and you're, of course you're trying to guess it, right? It's um, a couple in a room, and then there's a third person. And my first thought was, is the th- can the th- is the third person a ghost? Can she be seen by them? That was my first thought. But indeed, she's there. They're all three present, and there's a baby, and the baby is crying, and it's annoying. And the mom has the baby, and the dad figure takes the baby from the mom figure, and she's like, "You're gonna hurt him. You're gonna hurt him." And then the other woman goes into the other room and calls nine one one on a cell phone. The man goes into her, kind of grabs it, snatches her. Gives her a good snatch up mm-hmm. and uh, is like, you know, now, you know, it got really aggressive. And again, a lot of yelling, a lot of crying, a lot of screaming. And then he bashes her in the face of the glass. And I'm like, Jesus. this is just like watching this man rail on women for, you know, two minutes. But that's plenty. I don't need to see any more of this. 
and go find another scene. And sure enough, it's this is two women at a restaurant having a martini. The and same no, two? It's, it's, it's a different, it's one, it's the woman that wasn't in the couple uh-huh. and another lady. They're having martinis. It's not Sex in the City. It's not any of Sex in the Cities, but they're having martinis in what looks to be like a city restaurant. And she's going on on about uh, ex, an ex and a woman and how the woman was in these pictures and on and on. And some things she found on a phone, like a text message. And there was some comments about like XO or X. Anyway, she ends up going into the bathroom and it's kind of a hard cut, almost to the point where I was like, did some super fan of this film make a make a cut? But I think it's just a bad edit in the film. Mm-hmm. Goes in and writes these big X's and red lipstick on a mirror in the bathroom. And then also and then just has like another chaos fizz, a pure chaos demon. But I also feel bad for her because I know later in the film she's going to get a glass smashed in her face by this dude. Wow. And there's a lot of just yelling, screaming, walking, walking, walking. Do you know what this is? No. Um, how famous I bet are you've these seen people? This. Uh, you know, I recognize the dude and now I've forgotten who he is. Hmm. What about the women? Oh, I know exactly who the dude is. Yes, he's famous. He's been married in the past to a much more famous woman than him. Hmm. But he is a famous guy. And... I, she looked very familiar, but you know me. I'm like, she looks like a lady who's, you know, like I was talking the other day, like or when I was talking recently on an episode and I was like, oh, I you know, went to Taylor Swift. I had the good seats. I yeah. walked down. There's a bunch of people in sitcoms. Like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just know like, oh, I bet they're, they look like a TV person. I've seen them on like some promo somewhere. I don't know who they are. Um, That's what she looked like. So how recent of a film is this? Not that, not that, not that far in the past. It's, mm. it's, it's, you know, well, I, not in the last few years, but not that far in the past. I'm, you want to take a guess? I'm drawing a blank. I feel like you've seen this it, film. This is, I imagine, a drama or thriller. It's what it seems like both of those things, yeah. yeah. A lot of screaming and yelling. Screaming and yelling, glass smashed in face, women complaining about mm-hmm. exes. A lot of violence against women. Yeah. No, I don't have anything. Okay. This is a film called The Girl on the Train. Oh, I have seen this shit. This, this looks movie's awful. Terrible. Is it just people screaming at each other? Pretty much. I clicked on six or seven different scenes and people were just yelling. So, um, the main character is Emily Blunt, um, who is a famous person. Famous I, I person. just didn't know. She looked uh, familiar. Uh, Mary Poppins. Um, Justin Thoreau is yes, the man. There you go. Former which, husband to Jennifer Aniston. Which is what I was getting at. Uh, and then the the younger woman is uh, Haley Bennett, I think. Well, good for you for knowing um, all these names. No, I saw this movie. It's bad. It's, it, um, it, it, I want, if I had paid to see this, I never do this. But I would want my money back because I can just I can have people yell at me all the time. Well, like, in real life, people yell, love to yell at me. I could just go do, to any number of places and have the same thing happen i did pay to see this in a cinema and didn't enjoy it this is based on one of those like sort of post gone girl yeah airport reads where like right emily blunt is a wild alcoholic who's like taking a train ride she thinks she sees like a murder or something from the window of her train gotcha. uh and is suspicious of justin thoreau but like nobody believes her because she's a total train wreck of an alcoholic who's like blacks out and shit and i really don't remember anything else about this well, movie i never other saw her on the train was... i did saw her in rooms yelling and screaming or being yelled and screamed at yes nails on a chalkboard this Oof. movie it's really really quite bad um and um 2017 i think something like that yeah um and everybody's kind of bad in it i didn't see anything good happening the baby was crying 
it was good. I, I good generally crying, like uh, those actors. Um, Justin Thoreau, Lord knows, has done some really good stuff, but he he's not served well by this movie. Um, so, well, you yeah, lost. I did lose. You lost um, when you bought the ticket to this, and then you lost again in here. I think we've all lost today yeah. with with the girl Don't on the train. Watch this, movie. this is one of those two that you know. Sometimes I'm watching for what's the shit, and I'm like, ooh, I need to. To dog ear this one for a bad movie night. Nah. This is not fun. No, it's this not. not it's fun. just dour and dull and boring and kind of unpleasant. Yeah. So, yeah, you great lost. movie. You lost. Everybody loves it. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Ooh, child, let me tell you something. Okay. I have done more research than ever need be for this month's bad movie night. By I have been down the rabbit hole. I spent last night four or so hours just scrolling through. There are so many Christmas movies, y'all. Like Hallmark or Hallmark, Hallmark level Lifetime television. You name Christmas it. Um, Marvista. Like, uh, but not only that, but like just Christmas movies. Period. Mm. Right. Like random shit. Like Whoopi Goldberg, who's going to take over as Santa. Uh, just crazy ass Christmas movies all over the place. And I have seen. A few minutes of so many bad things mm-hmm. and have um, have landed on four to go on the wheel to death that I think are are the top heap of the heap of shit that are <laughs> so many Christmas films. I don't even – it's all a blur to me. It becomes, it becomes almost like a fever dream of an experience to go through all these. Well, I mean, you know, this is a, a – an industrial complex, right? The Hallmark Christmas movie industrial complex where these screenplays are written via Mad Libs. Like, you just kind of adjust or replace, you know, some, like, profession and name and, like... Yeah, I mean, the bingo cards are real. But here's the interesting part about it, I think, even though I, I'm right now kind of been browbeaten by really terrible Hallmark films. But it's interesting that like when you go – I do a little did a little research too and of course you know you end up on Reddit at some point and it's like, well, what do you think the worst you know Hallmark movies are? What do you think the worst Christmas films are? And when you get, they get this back and forth, a lot of people will say, eh, just go on to Hallmark and pick anything. And I'm here to tell you that is actually not the case. If you're looking for that good, bad content, I'd say 90% of it is just it, – it, it is just almost like you're being hypnotized by this thing. It's not funny. It's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not. There's nothing to grasp onto. That's that's even like good bad. It's just you're just kind of on a roller coaster. It's probably like what it feels like to ride a roller coaster on the like 40th loop, where you're just like, all right, here's the hill again. You it, know. It just these movies to me feel like holiday wallpaper. You know yes, what I mean? Like exactly. It's so, something I can have on the television that's making noise while I pretend. To like want to be with my family. But I think that's the design, right? And yeah. you and you get a Christmas kind of vibe coming from it, I guess. But what I will tell you, and so just so everybody knows, this is the amount of like some work goes into the things that we do and the bad movie night. I've got probably I'm about four to six hours invested in this month's bad movie night. I think I'm bringing four that are going to be really, really enjoyably mm-hmm. terrible. But you never know because I haven't sat all the way through them. So we're going to kind of see where the wheel of death lands us but sam had kind of gotten back to me went to go find the files he got back to me and said oh this one film which i'm not going to mention because it's all secret this one film i can't find you have a replacement for it and i'm like i can't look at anymore i can't look anymore so what i did was i slacked charlie and i said can you find this and charlie couldn't find it on a torrent so then i slacked kyle and he said kyle mckinnon who does kyle's corner and he said 
I found it. And then the next message I got was, it's at the Hoover Public Library of on DVD. It it's not on Torrent. So just so everybody knows, not only have I done the research, not only have I been down the rabbit hole, not only have we tagged Corey up, uh, I mean, it's Charlie up. I didn't think you'd find it. We, <laughs> nope. Not only did we, did we ping Kyle, who doesn't even work for this organization, but in order to get it from the Hoover Public Library in the suburbs, I have Candace Murdoch, things that Candace says in a film, which we don't do enough, uh, is a librarian. And she has placed this film on hold at the Hoover Library, is going to go pick it up tomorrow so that we can get into Sam's hands so that he can prepare a file so that it has a one in four chance to possibly be on a screen for everybody on Friday night. God bless America. You are right. You are right. Look at that. Look at at the heart and soul that goes into this work. All for what's going to be absolutely – you you want to take a guess? It's going to be absolutely fucking terrible. Anyway, what have you been watching? Better things than, <laughs> than that. Um, I really only want to talk about one thing, though. Um, so uh, I am invited every year to submit a ballot to IndieWire.com's end-of-the-year critics poll. Yeah. And that requires sending uh, you know a top 10 movies of the year list at the beginning of December. So it is never what I right, want it to where be. Where you're going to actually land. I've never seen any uh, – anywhere close to all the movies I want to see. Um, This year, the ballot was due at the beginning of this week. And then that night I saw an early screening of a movie that would absolutely have made it on that, that ballot. What a a bummer timing. That's okay. That's all right. The movie in question is the new uh, film from Hayao Miyazaki, the boy and the heron. Um, His first film since 2013 and, and his, You know, quote unquote retirement film, The Wind Rises, but you can't keep that guy away from his pen and his animation studio, Studio Ghibli. So he came back with this, which feels even more like a summative sort of retirement film than The Wind Rises did somehow. Um, It's a masterpiece. It's an incredible movie. It is. um, genuinely disquieting in ways that I don't know that I found a lot of his films, like hmm. all of his films are kind of surreal in one way or another and can deal with, you know, supernatural territory. But this one, for some reason, there are elements of this movie that really kind of got under my skin and creeped me out a little bit in ways that, again, you know, it's a most of his films are children's films, so they're not, you know, actively creepy. This one I wouldn't call a children's film, though. The, oh, really? Yeah. Well, you mentioned last night, I think the word, I think you said it was lovely. I think it, that's the word that you might I mean, beautifully like, animated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where it lands is really kind of beautiful and kind of nakedly autobiographical, if not confessional, from Miyazaki in ways that I don't want to spoil or really get into. Um you know, it's that wonderful hand-drawn animation that's filled with so many indelible images and and beauty and stillness and just loveliness uh, mixed with, you know, on a narrative level, uh, a storyline that is really kind of oblique and really kind of elliptical and mysterious in ways that, you know, it, it there, there, there are layers to this movie that a lot of his movies. I mean, all of his movies are excellent. Don't get me wrong, but there, there are things to unravel and unpack in this movie. It, it remains kind of just beyond my grasp in the way that, like, 
And I know I compare everything to my man, David Lynch, but in ways that feel kind of dreamlike in a Lynchian sort of way. Um, It's a movie that invites continued analysis. It invites conversation. It invites repeat viewings. And I can't wait to see it again. It's one of the best movies of 2023 for sure. I wish it had made it on my IndieWire ballot, but I'm sure it will be well represented by the other critics who have seen it. I'm sure. And, you know, we'll we'll have it on a screen at the – We've already decided we'll we'll have it on screen at the cinema, but it won't be till mid January because the uh, distributors decided G Kids, who distributes this film, decided that if you didn't take it on the date of release, you couldn't have it until mid January. An odd requirement, but I'm happy that we're going to be able to bring it to and our it'll be viewers at the AMC. It'll right, yeah. it's, it's there now. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it it is. It's going to be opening. Um, as of this recording on Friday, you will have right. an opportunity to see it if you I think want to. Seemed like it was on the slate at most of the multiplexes. Yeah. as well. And, I was looking. and again, it's a movie that, especially his fans, will probably want to see a couple times. Yeah. So sit with it, and then come back and see it with us when we open it in mid-January. Right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic grocerant and eatertainment. Oh. I know. I know. I know. These are these are restaurant terms. Eatertainment. Is that like um Dave and Busters? Sure. Uh, and then a grocerant, I assume, is a grocery store slash restaurant. The way that it was that it was described was with the current trend in grocery stores having a great deal of pre-prepared foods sure the uh the grocerant is when you you know go to whole foods and you get your whatever you get there and you sit down there and eat it you know how frequently i do that very i've i've done it (laughs) let me tell you something i've done it like once or twice and you know birmingham isn't a big place you see where i'm going with this right Uh and when you're at those tables at whole foods you're kind of kind of in a in a thorough way yeah and it was some of the most uncomfortable eating, eating I've ever done in my life. Because you're like, hey, 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 hey uh, I'm just already. got a mouthful of salad. Oh, her. Yeah. It's good to see you, students and their parents walking uh-huh. by. Just like, oh, All her. That. sorry, mouthful of salad. Inevitably, the grocery store, for some reason, is the place where you just see people. I know. It, it, it's like randomly when I would go to the grocery store close to my office in New York, it'd be like Uma Thurman. Oh. Like, I just feel like it's just the nature of some kind of, of a grocery store, I guess. You just see people that you know and I, recognize i would and much rather see uma thurman than, than me than my students uh-huh. and their parents um, no offense students i don't want no to see uma parents. thurman at the grocery store i absolutely do Are no you kidding i don't me? i was like oh god no i don't because that's what i'm getting at like who here looks good when they go to the grocery store uma you're, thurman you're usually she didn't look good she didn't I, look great I, you she know didn't what look great. you know what i'm willing to bet she looked she looked fine absolutely she didn't, fine. She didn't look great I'm just telling you, when you go to the grocery store, you're probably either coming from work and you've had a long day and it's what, or you're like in some, you know, joggers or whatever. You just don't look great. You don't look great. And so anyway, point of the matter is, is that I learned really quickly, like, I don't like a grocerant. But okay. I'm I'm still stuck on the Uma thing. (laughs) And here's why. Like me going to a grocery store, not looking great. I look like a bridge troll. Uma Thurman going to a grocery store, not looking great. That's still better than I will ever look in my life. Oh, didn't say that. Didn't I mean no? There was I definitely you know I, I I definitely thought that oh she looks way better than Corey Kraft would look at the grocery <laughs> store. She definitely looked better than anybody else in the grocery store. She still didn't look great. Big hat, trying to cover up, trying to just do a grocery shopping, get the prepackaged sushi and get out. You know, 
I have a friend who saw her on an airplane once and he, you know, they look good. You usually look good on an airplane. You're Uh, not in your best. You're look, you're not in your best form, but at least you've had a chance to kind of get ready and you you can, you have an opportunity to look nice. I think they made eye contact and and she kind of raised her eyebrows at him. Just like, not today, man. Yeah. Um, which is what I would do if I were Uma Thurman to everybody I ever encountered. I was on an airplane once with, this is my favorite thing ever. My dad has the winningest story because uh-huh. he was on an airplane with Dolly Parton, oh which God. is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, Mine isn't as cool, but we saw Secret Service. We were like, what's going on on our flight? We get on. It is um, Hillary Clinton and, and, oh. and big old blue blockers so that she, she was smart. She did the thing where you couldn't make eye contact if you wanted to. Uh-huh. So there's no telling what was going on under those glasses. So nobody could have gotten her attention. And she definitely had an assistant that was working feverishly a very young assistant working feverishly but i was like damn we're probably gonna get to where we're going really really smooth and indeed y'all it was the smoothest ride of my life <laughs> um but yeah i have no I- idea what her eye we may have my dot contact i don't know they were you, behind you i was definitely you were i was like, definitely like Woo, Hillary, I, was, hey. I was definitely i did i was like what's up girl i i was definitely doing the larry david eyes like yeah let's let's do this you know <laughs> and maybe we did i don't know they're behind a Big old pair of blue Fantastic. Anyway, she wasn't at the grocery store. She looked good because she was in first class. Emma Thurman, eh, eh. Well, I, I have a hard time believing that. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. Uh, thank, thank you, you to Batwell Studios and Brad. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Um, Brad um, probably looks great at the grocery store, if I had to guess. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, not Sam, though. Uh, visit us online at sidewalkfest.com. I think Sam looks better than Uma Thurman at the grocery store. I, no, absolutely not. And yeah, that's why not, not even that. No, well, not no offense. Some offense meant to Sam, <laughs> um, but sorry, Sam. Um, I've got a I've got a thing for Uma Thurman. I'm just discovering. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, She's too tall to be she real. She is not too tall. I promise you. Too tall um, to be for real. I. I, love, I should go watch Kill Bill. That's what I should do. Sidewalkfest.com or at uh, Sidewalk Film on social media. Corey, Come see a movie with us. Somebody did approach her and it was cringy. I was like, get away. I, I, I would never speak I to Uma Thurman. I couldn't hear what the person said, but she just looked at them and went, oh, thank you. That's so nice. So, you know, I'm assuming it was a like, you're, you're, you're in my favorite movie. Hi, Uma. I love the truth about cats and dogs. That's, <laughs> that's my so, favorite movie of that's yours. That's so nice. Thank you. And I just was like, oh, God, no. Woo, you know? Uma, you're, in, you're great and burnt. She's in burnt. <laughs> Look it up. Ask your grandparents about burnt. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.